Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. <laughs> welcome, welcome Degenerates to uh, Degenerates Clubhouse, episode 120 something, 4, 124. Um... Aaron is uh, not not in his usual sorts today. I don't know why. I don't know what's up. He's tired. I, I assume he's tired from being out late last night. We indeed we were up doing some fun. Well, we'll talk more about what we did last night. But uh, you know that and building his house must have uh, wiped the poor young man out. So without further ado, we're gonna just jump right into this maddening episode into a wonderful story of. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh, So, Florida man, once arrested for fighting a drag queen with a tiki torch, runs for Wilton Manor's mayor. Nice. Is that a good one? Where where is Wilton Manor? Somewhere in Florida. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but where? There's there's a lot. It's very very different. Like Florida is either it's like ritzy beach communities. It, there's there's like Florida Bama, which is basically just like deep south Alabama. Let's see. Let's see what good old Googleage Maps says. Um, you, you've got many different flavors of fuckery in Florida. This looks to be on the east coast of. Uh, so it almost it, the the pan the very bottom of the panhole panhandle. Oh, the panhole. Panhole. So it looks like to just by by my my map it looks like to be like maybe oh I don't know sixty miles north of Miami. And by the coast. Yeah, by the coast. Okay. Southernmost part of the Miami coast there. Um, since Halloween 2012, Boyd Corbin has not kept quiet. On that evening two years ago, the Wilton Manor's resident donned an ironic KKK costume, grabbed a tiki torch, and went to the epic Georgie's Alibi holiday party. By the time the night was over, Corbin had gotten into a brawl with a drag queen, a scuffle that would eventually land him in criminal court facing felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, a tiki torch. Pause. Okay. Do you feel that's being a little generous? What? They they said it's he was he donned a, quote, ironic like kkk costume uh, can you really don a kkk costume ironically uh if it's halloween yes but outside of halloween probably not do you think even do you think i don't the, think it's a good idea to wear it even as a halloween costume i'm not saying it's okay but i think some i mean if you're going to a party and you're comfortable with everybody in attendance to like hey you know, well, Armand he, is a well, jackass. Well, he clearly wasn't comfortable yeah. with everybody in attendance. Mm-hmm. But separately, I mean, I, I I think there's there's certainly a line. And, you know, the, that question of like, ooh, could like a white dude go in brown face and be Aladdin? <laughs> that that one, I mean, I, th- I think we've decided after a little bit of debate, like, no, don't do that, white folks. But I, I didn't even think there would have to be any thought process like, no, you don't. You do not wear a KKK costume. Like, there's there's just a hard no. That shouldn't have been complicated. Like, you definitely don't go to like a an all black college and wear that. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of trying to be. 
I don't think you, I don't think you go anywhere and wear that. I don't know. There's there, there's only one reason to wear a KKK costume. I guess. I think if you are someone who is fuck all racist and you're trying to send out all kinds of like <laughs> white pride signals and you're like, ooh, it's Halloween, I can get away with this shit. Yeah. Guys, it's just wait. It's hold on. How about this? What if what if a girl decided to wear a sexy KKK costume? <laughs> that would be racist <laughs> and hilarious, but like it's still not okay. I don't know. I think I think uh, I think a woman will, if if not already has, but a woman will eventually try to pull something off like that, like a sexy Nazi. <laughs> so okay, so here, here's the, here's the one where it gets really murky. What if it's a really sexy KKK costume, but it's just like like a, a hot ass black woman. Wearing uh, the sexy KKK. That, that just like breaks your brain a little bit. Yeah, it does. And you're like, wait, what? But it's like, oh, she's smoking hot. Is that but, okay? Oh, that- but no, it's KKK. Oh, look at those curves. Baby got back. Oh, no, but she's black. I can't. Like, it's that's a little bit too much. I think that would. Does, but does that make it okay? Is that, are you? I don't she- think so. I, I, I think, I think KKK costumes just across the board, no bueno. Okay. All right. I guess. As long as the, as long as the, the playing field is even, I suppose it's okay. So 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 well, well that's I brought that up because that's a situation where I don't think the playing field should be even. Okay. But there's certain things that just it just it just transcends it's like that's like the the like can can white people say like uh, a hard R like no but black people can maybe like that one that you know I think I think you have to take into context uh the history of our nation. KKK costumes no. Well, let's go back to your 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 example. What if it's a hot black chick wearing the costume? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I still don't, I just I just think you just don't wear KKK costumes. I think that's it. So by her logic, black people shouldn't drop the n bombs either. No, that's that's that's. But it's different, Mondo, because not all situations are exactly the same. And like I said, context matters. Okay, Mondo, uh, why do you keep trying to make it black or white? I'm not. Shades of gray. Sure. Uh, ever since this young man has might, been, a- might even say there are fifty of them. Oh fuck that movie and book, whatever. But what if the se- in the sequel there was a hot black woman wearing a sexy KKK costume? Would you then watch? I would watch it whether it was a movie or not. Okay, for a book. Mondo's no. just here for black women and KKK costumes. Sexy, apparently. I'm all for black sexy women. Um, ever since, this young man's been a con- constant presence in town, making endless speech- speeches about the injustice of his case at city commission meetings and handing out packets of information. But his one-issue assault on the town's political establishment has grown. Corbin is now running for mayor. I've knocked on like 90% of the doors in Wilton Manors. Corbin tells New, new Times. I-, I bet I can tell you which 10% he didn't knock on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Piece of shit. Uh, uh, I've been doing about two hours a day for the last month, three hours on weekends. I get a real good feel for what's going on in the city. Wait, wait real quick. How do, you, how do you spell the name of this place? I have to do a quick check. W-I-L-T-O-N Manners. W- Wilton? Yeah. Wilton Manners. Okay. Boyd's own case breaks down to what he says is an inaccurate perception among law enforcement that he was an aggressor in the fight with the drag queen. <laughs> Actually, Boyd says he was just defending himself, and in November, he's scheduled to go on trial on the assault charge. Uh, in the meantime, Corbin has thrown his hat in the race to unseat current Wilton Manor's mayor, Gary Resnick. Realtor Doug Belvins is the other challenger. 
Corbin admits that his run for office stems from his criminal case, but the 46-year-old Longshot, who has less in his campaign piggy bank than anyone else in the race, has gone all in on his campaign. Corbin's website lays out his detailed thoughts on a variety of issues from parking to crime to taxes. He says his shoe-leather politicking has put him in touch with the real issues facing the town. If voters cast their ballots depending on the solutions offered to the city's issues such as crime, home invasions, auto burglaries, sex in Kolahatchee Park, <laughs> parking and wasting taxpayers' money, then I will win hands down. He says the incumbent thinks everything is hunky-dory. Uh, Corbin is equally sanguine about his upcoming court date. I'm very confident, but we'll see what happens. Pretty good, Florida man. So, so real quick, mm -hmm. I pulled up the demographics of Wilton Manors. I'm, I'm guessing it's white. Shocking, 85.5% white. What What do you think the 10% of doors he did knock on were? Yeah. Coincidence? I think it was probably more about, I don't know, 14.5%. Well, you think any of those people that he did knock on doors were drag queens? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think I don't think it was it was based on uh, their, their sexual preference. I mm. think I think there were certain neighborhoods he didn't go to. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I feel you. I feel you. Um, moving on from Florida, man. We are now going to the world of Ask Reddit. Now, these questions again, um, little to no prep on both of our behalves, but I found these uh, Reddit questions amusing. So we're going to go with Reddit question number one. Aaron, mm -hmm. when, if, have you ever been feared for your life? Why? Were you ever afraid that, like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to die? I don't think so. No? Really? Nope. That's interesting. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe just from where I was raised, I think that was, like, part of everyone had a story. <laughs> everyone had, like, this oh, shit moment, like, I, I, I'm, I'm almost, I almost got killed or something. Yeah, I think I think there were moments like that, but I don't think I don't know for whatever reason I don't think I was ever like really afraid that I was gonna die like in the moment. Yeah. Uh, again, I, th I think uh, people in in my neighborhood, uh, I'm I'm guessing that people in my neighborhood there's a a good percentage of people that have had at least one story. I I, I don't know. I mean, Mondo, like that's what I'm saying. Like I had a knife. Pulled on me in Cleveland, but I just wasn't, I don't know, I just wasn't afraid I was going to die. All right. So Aaron th really thinks he is Superman. Good to know. No, I think I was just kind of <laughs> drunk when it happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I've had a cop pull a gun on me, but I wasn't afraid for my life. I was like, oh, a gun or whatever. Pull pull the trigger, idiot. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Fucking cops. So I date, we, we're, you know, when you're in junior high, you date, you, 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 you know, you have girlfriends and all. And it's like, they're not really serious. They're fucking little kitty relationships but i had this one girlfriend that um let's just say it didn't end very well it, it, f even at even at whatever it was 14 or no 12 or 14 or whatever age that was in middle school fast forward to several years she'd always held on to this kind of like this weird grudge towards me let me backtrack she she was raised by two parents that didn't like like the father was abusive alcoholic like beat the shit out of his wife or her mom you know so this this girl saw that as i i assume as a norm to like relationships of marriages and whatnot so again fast track to she and i were kind of dating sort of kind of not really at that age years later she's dating this like 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 hardened criminal like we were probably at that age like 16 
15, 16, like just in the first couple years of high school. And she's dating like this 22 year old, like guy that had been in and out of jail several times, all tatted out, thugged out. And I just only imagine I'm making an assumption that he would probably beat the shit out of her, you know, um, just because that's what she thought was like n- normal. It, it, it's, it's it's sad to say what she was anyways, because she and I had once dated and had like a kind of a tumultuous end. I imagine she probably told a story or two to Wonder, this. What, what, what did you do? Nothing. No, we just did. You just said it was tumultuous. So what, what yeah, happened? You're 12 and you break up and people get pissy. How, how did you break up? Nothing. It was not, there was no, there was no major dramatic thing. So, so where was the tumult? Okay. So, you know, at that age you break up and it's kind of like that petty, like who broke up with who, uh, that kind of like that. It's just petty childish so, shit. So who broke up with who? I don't remember. I don't know the details. I don't remember the details well enough to know what. There's holes in this story, but let's sure. continue. But in any case, she may have told stories of her and I and how whatever it ended bad or whatever. And so this guy was like, he like had threatened me. He's like, he's like, he's like trying to like punk me in the middle of like after coming out of after school or something like that. And anyway, he's like, meet me at the meet me. It's kind of like one of those things like meet me at the playground. He's like, meet me at the field at this time, blah, 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 blah. Come by yourself. I'm like, I'm not going to go. He's like, I just want to talk. Sure. You just want to talk. So I didn't go because I'm not dumb and I, I know this guy's a like a fucking you know criminal a violent criminal so i didn't go to this park but in lieu of me not going this other older guy who had i guess previous beefs with that same kind of gangster guy um did show up kind of kind of like not really but sort of like in defense of me i didn't i didn't ask him to go he was like no nah, i'm gonna go fucking i'm gonna go handle him or something i forget how exactly that conversation went so he goes in lieu of me, sure enough, that guy that went got, like, jumped by a couple guys. He got his ass beat. Um, I think he went to the hospital, but it wasn't, like, a long term. It was, like, in and out kind of a hospital thing. In any case, so had I gone, who's to say that there's – and then and then there was – after that, that guy had threatened to, like, if he sees me, I'm, he's going to shank me and blah, 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 blah. So that was probably a good several weeks, if not months, where I was, like, scared to, like – I, so I lived like three walk, uh, three blocks away from my high school. I'd walk to high school, and uh, yeah, I was I was fearful of my life because I thought this fucking this cholo gangster thug dude would you know just randomly pull over, <laughs> pull a fucking weapon on me. I remember uh, there was I had a couple of friends that lived like right next to the even closer to the high school than I did, and they'd be like, here here here's a screwdriver, like take it with you. Don't like <laughs> don't walk to and from school without some kind of weapon. Maybe he just really did want to talk to you. Sure, he did. I'm sure that's. And he was so mad that you stood him up mm-hmm. that they they fought. But he just be like, "Yo, man, like." He really wanted a one on one peacefully, right? I think we gotta hash this out. Feelings have been hurt. Apparently, that dude knocked that girl up, and then either during her pregnancy or after her pregnancy, went to jail for I don't know how many years. Again, part of me is like sad for the whole situation for her for. You know, she was, <clears throat> he was like, hey, if I'm not around, I need you to look out. <laughs> to, to, to take care of my, to my kid. son. Yeah. I would like you to be the godfather. Yeah, it was actually. So a, we have to mend these bridges. It was actually and a just, daughter. And, and then, yeah, you just didn't show up and he was just furious. It was actually a, <sighs> a, 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 a baby girl is what they had. By now, she's probably like fucking 20 years old. I say baby girl. But uh, yeah, it's crazy shit, man. Crazy Crazy time when you live in SoCal and especially certain certain neighborhoods, 
I mean, it's it's sad to say, but it's pretty commonplace that this becomes normal to feel your life at like in danger. Yeah, but that's just part of uh, part of growing up in 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 Los Angeles and Southern California, certain parts of Southern California. You can't say that in San Diego. <laughs> no, I was I was like I only lived in neighborhoods like that when I was growing. Didn't you say Philadelphia was kind of rough though? Yeah, but not where we, I mean. Yes, there were extremely rough parts of Philadelphia, but not where I lived. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, we lived in Center City. Like, you'd walk out uh, in the morning, and there'd just be, like, a bunch of guys sitting on your, on your stoop and stuff like that. But I don't remember ever feeling, like, in danger. Like, it wasn't like we were in one of the really bad neighborhoods. And that, that was only when I was, like, real young. What's interesting is that, like, like Montebello, like, the, the city I grew up in. I was born in Whittier, but the the city I kind of was raised mostly in wasn't the roughest of neighborhoods and it was still pretty bad but like like i never lived like in east la or compton or crenshaw or all these kind of like for sure notorious like but uh yeah montebello was bad enough and i'm and and now it's worse whittier is really bad I, i i'm a member of the whittier whatever it is uh community watch like facebook group or some shit like I'm not that I'm a member, but I'm I'm a member in the group. Mm-hmm. So every now and again, my Facebook feed, I I see lots. What's going on in the corner of this and this? And it's just like crime in Whittier's gotten like ridiculous. I wouldn't say just in Whittier. I'm I'm sure most of Southern California, probably most of California, has just gotten shittier and shittier. Yeah, I mean, there's bad neighborhoods just about everywhere, but yeah. it's certainly by degree. I mean, I I forget how the whole thing went, but there's this this. Uh, Video Fred, I remember from you know years and years ago. It was called the hastily put together Cleveland tourism video, mm-hmm. and it's just all this sort of like, like our our waterfront looks like a Scooby Doo ghost town. Our economy is based on LeBron James, and there's one line in that song where it's like, "Don't slow down in East Cleveland, or you'll die, or you'll die." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where I lived." Like, oh, that's accurate. Um, and I've I've Talked about that a little bit on the pod, but yeah, I was I was in what I call like the holy trinity of of fucking ghetto living. We lived uh, in a two story, so we lived above a, dr- a drug dealer, directly next to a halfway house, and across the street from a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, nice. It was just like hell yeah. It's like the Bermuda, <laughs> Bermuda Triangle of fucking ghetto, and there were always people rolling up into our driveway. That it would then go into our, our downstairs neighbor's house for fifteen minutes and then leave, and, and then like, go to KFC. I think that probably happens sometimes, yeah, depending so before, before after. <laughs> depending on what merchandise they bought, yeah. Um, some of the Redditors' answers to that question, user it all depends 99 writes, when I got caught in a riptide while st- stupidly swimming alone in the ocean. <laughs> it com- big contrast of uh, fears for their life for my story in that one. Like, I almost drowned by swimming. Uh, anyway, um, user... Oh, that's a fucking long one. Fuck you, you could eat shit. User... IJS Kind writes, X was driving and a mouse walked out in front of the car. Oh, wait, sorry. It said moose. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. A mouse? I don't get it. Okay, a moose. All right, cool. Getcha. Yeah, don't walk. Don't get into an accident with a mouse. Yeah, but m- mooses are, are enormous. Yeah, they're huge. That would just fuck you up. Like, a deer will fuck you up, but a moose, like, forget about it. You're done. Uh, user 24 Crazy Carrots writes, Me and a group of friends were threatened by a group of lads with knives when we were younger, so that was interesting. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had the face-to-face with that bear. I've told that story, right? Yeah, yeah, the, with the the bear, and then you thought it was and later fucking killed some people you know, a couple hours away or something like that. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think it was that bear, but yeah. Well, it could have been. Um, that was it for Reddit question number one. Some of these other answers for that question were very long. They're as long as my answer, if not longer. <laughs> um, Aaron, mm-hmm. Reddit question number two. What can you say before sex and before a fight? Well, it's the it's the the Bruce Buffer line. Yeah, I mean, you can really, really any of or the Michael Buffer. The let's get ready to rumble. That yeah. one. Yeah. Or or who? It's one of the refs. I can't remember. There's one of the uh, MMA refs who like was trying to have like a little catchphrase, uh-huh. and he'd be like, "Bring it on! Come on!" Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Hearns. No, I don't remember his name. Mills, Judge Mills. I think sure. There, there's re- really any of the. I mean, anything that that a ringside announcer says, like to start a fight. I mean, I think they all apply. Um, if you were from my part of so- SoCal, um, you would say something like, "Well, suck my dick." Like if you're about to get into a fight, you suck my dick. You can say that before sex, right? Why would that's just weird? It. it, it there's a lot of like kind of almost. Um, the, what, how do the kids say? I feel like I feel like maybe that's a little bit sus. Yeah, yeah. No, be people would get like you know like the guy, when guys get like nose and nose, and then like you punch punch me first, punk. Like they get like kind of like they 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 front and they say things to kind of try to yeah. No, they get real this. close. I I always that was one of the reasons I wouldn't get too uh, uncomfortable in those because I, I was always like oh p- perfect. I don't really know how to like throw hands too well, but uh-huh. you just. You just did all the work for me. Like, yeah. you can't punch me. You're right up in my face, and yeah. I can drop you on your head anytime you, you want. Yeah. Dumb motherfucker. Yeah. But, no, what you were saying that, like, dude, suck my dick, that actually, it, there's a Key and Peele sketch uh-huh. um, where it's it's basically like kind of like a Mike Tyson analog, and they're doing, like, the pre-fight press conference, uh-huh. and he's doing, he's like, you know, the, the guy's like, I'm going to fuck him up and blah, blah, and then and then the, the, the Jordan Peele is doing Mike Tyson. He's like, well... I'm gonna I'm gonna come in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna oh he's he's using like Mike Tyson verbiage where he's trying to sound s- smart. It's like I'm gonna bash him with ferocities and I'm gonna punch him furiously and then I'm gonna fuck him in the ass. <laughs> and the guy's like, and the guy's like, yeah, whatever. That's that's just Laquavius being Laquavius. I, and I feel bad now because I just made up like the most stereotypical uh-huh. black name, but I feel like the Key and Peele also did that. <laughs> and then and then the guy's like, no. No, I'm going to sock you in your face. I'm going to beat you until you're black and bloody. And then I'm going to take you on a candlelight dinner. I'm going <laughs> to wine and dine you, right? We're going to have a nice Chianti. We're going to sip. We're going to tell stories. We're going to laugh all night. And then I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And it just like <laughs> keeps progressing from there until like it flashes forward and they're like a couple at a dinner party <laughs> like years later. Yeah. It's it's Key and Peele. And then, yes, they, they were, uh, I think, just... Hitting on quite directly some of the the weird uh, the weird vibes that go on pre-fight. Um, Apparently, also in Southern California, yeah, street fights too. Yeah, um, some of the users' uh, answers to that on Reddit. User Heat Flames Man Twenty Four writes, "This won't take long." <laughs> um, user the Grumpy One writes, "Suck my dick." Hey, look, I was right. Um, <laughs> uh, user lawfulness number seven fifty seven writes, "Your ass is mine." 
That's a good one. Your ass is mine. This, your ass belongs to me. Oh, shit. No way. User Vlad Chirilla writes, I think I can handle five men. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you're in a room with five dudes, I don't know that you want to say that. Um, uh, user effective underscore afflicted writes, say hello to my little friend. Uh, that's a good one. Okay. Last one I'll read because these are all kind of like short line ones. Have you ever watched Scarface? Yeah, bajillions of times. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a good movie. User rare underscore cause underscore 1735 writes, get ready for the worst night of your life. Mm, that I don't think you want to say that no, to someone that, when you're about to make sexy time. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it's something you could say, but do you want to say that? No, you no, don't. You don't want to say that. It's. A, I think it'd be a turnoff for a, a lady, a gal. Uh, that was it for Rask Reddit. Um, and to wrap up the episode, last night, today's Sunday, last night was uh, Saturday, April 29th. We went to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 41 here in Broomfield, Colorado. Something that kind of annoyed me was that they kept calling it Denver. And I understand why. Because if you say Broomfield, Colorado, people are like, where the fuck is Broomfield, Colorado? If they say Denver, Colorado, it sounds more, I guess... Um, appealing and recognizable to the people watching it on TV and yes. all that stuff. So, but um, De- definitely not in Denver proper. No, it's probably would you say like forty five minutes northwest, uh, mm-hmm. something like that. Thirty from, minutes from like downtown Denver. Yeah, maybe. Like thir- I mean, it's, it's a, took me thirty minutes to get there. Yeah, but- so I'd maybe thirty thirty ish minutes from Denver. Yeah, I mean Lakewood's little, I think a little bit closer, but. But yeah, certainly, certainly not in Denver proper. So um, this this fight card got announced several months back and featured a lot of like uh, former UFC caliber, in some cases even UFC fighter, UFC vets on the card. And when I had mentioned it to Aaron a few months back, I was like, "Hey, Bare Knuckles coming to Broomfield? Do you want to go?" You were like, "Yes, absolutely, yes, I'm down." Or I forget what your response was. We went to it. Um, what was your experience like? What do you think? I'll put it this way. If if I had been on my own, uh-huh. I, I would have noped out of that probably in the first two or three minutes. Really? Yeah. Why? Let's okay, let's let's just let's just walk through that <laughs> the the whole thing. I mean, so so first of all, um it was in the, the first bank center mm-hmm. in Broomfield. Uh pre- pretty like nice venue, like the venue itself. I mean, I think capacity was like sixty five hundred. Sure. Um, felt bigger than that. It was really packed. Downtown Broomfield, not really set up for event parking for 6,500 people. No, 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 no. Uh, so, like, I mean, I was coming straight from trying to, not trying to, to, to pouring, like, uh, concrete footer. So, it was just, you know, like, five hours of, like, lifting 80-pound bags of cement and then shoveling the cement in buckets. And pull. Anyhow, but I was pr- pretty tired when I got there. And... I'm just trying to find parking. Like, there's basically just one giant parking structure uh-huh. for the whole event. I mean, there was really wasn't street parking. I mean, I was looking for auxiliary parking where, like, maybe I could like walk, and and there was there was none to be found. So, like, me, me and these three other cars were just on a quest for about 15 minutes trying to find level four. Cause like when I came in, I rolled down the window. There was like one person in the whole lot working. I'm like, uh, you know, where, like where are we supposed to go? And she's like, oh, just go to level four. So we're just driving around, and there got to a point where like we could see it. We just didn't know how to get up there. Uh huh. So it was literally just like 15 minutes trying to find level four parking. To to Broomfield's credit, it was free, I guess, yeah. sort of in a way. I mean, they did they didn't 
charge us money for it. So that, that was good. So, so there was, there was that like, even like finally like got to, to park and then got out of the, you know, um, the lot and like just walking the event. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I mean, I felt like I was falling asleep before I, I even got in the building. Uh huh. If I, if I could undo one, one thing probably about the whole night, it would have been this was there, there was a, a, uh, sponsor that they kept trying to promote bucked up. Exactly. You already know it. <laughs> Let's get bucked up. And Mondo, what was what was bucked up or whatever the fuck it was? It was called. like an energy drink with the shape of a like the silhouette of like a buck, but but the silhouette was filled in with the like the American flag colors, like the the stars and stripes. And the you know it was kind of it, it, it was like it was like could we design the most like stupid stereotypical sponsor yeah. that we possibly could. For the re- really the only way it could be more stereotypical for a BKFC event was if it had the buck with the, the American flag and the buck was holding like an AK-47. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to send them a marketing note. I'm going to email their marketing. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, what about this? Add a gun. But so they, they had one, you know, one of those like little promotional trucks outside and they were giving away bucked up. And I was like, dude, I, 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 had, I had thought about trying to stop and like. Um, get a drink or something caffeinated at like mm-hmm. a gas station, but I was running late and then parking took so long. I was like, I was like, well, maybe I'll just get something when I get inside the venue. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, perfect. There's, there's, they're giving away bucked up energy drink. And then there, there was, was a, it, who, who, who gave it to you? Like, like I said, they had like one of those promotional trucks and there right. was like three girls doing like, okay. the, yeah. here's I just, my, my question was, were they hot chicks or were they like dudes by that time? Because earlier on, it was like three, a hundred percent unnatural, like a lot of plastic in these bodies. I mean, I imagine they do work out, but there was for sure plastic in each and every one of these girls. But they, they had very comic book heroin-esque bodies mm. like they were just drawn like they were I, I think it was probably the same girl the, there was one of them who wasn't that was the one who who gave it to me yeah that that was that was a mistake drinking bucked up energy drink probably tons of sugar in it uh it, it was it wasn't even the sh- i mean yeah the sugar not not the greatest but i think it was just way 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 too much caffeine for what was it like probably like seven at night by the time i had it uh-huh um, did you get a whole can or did they give you just like a sample of it? How did that work? I never, I never got any of that. They had both. So I didn't drink a whole one. I drank about half of one. Mm. I was like, and they did have like little, little, um, almost like shot glasses of them. But yeah, that, that I think, I think I should have just steered clear of bucked up energy drink <laughs> altogether. Hey, Aaron, I forgot to mention to you, we're now being sponsored by Bucked Up Energy. You just- it was amazing. <laughs> the smooth, natural favors that the, the Bucked Up Energy girls were smoking hot. And she said her favorite color was cherry lime because it reminded her of her lip gloss. Uh, so, okay. So, you, 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 you were jacked up on Mountain Dew because you had half of a yeah. Bucked Up Energy drink. So, so there, there, was, there was that. Getting... Into the venue, not too bad. I mean, there was there's a bit of a line even at that point. Yeah. Then going through security, like they, I had like my like tiny little pocket knife that I, you know, like I just use when I have to like cut straps on like lumber or something. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, boy, you can't bring that in. And I was like, what? dude, like what, what am I going to fucking do with it? So I went and there were, there were rocks, like, like a little like rock landscaping thing, uh-huh. um, probably like 30 yards away from the entrance. And I was like. 
I'm going to hide it here and hope I can find it again. Uh-huh. I feel like by the time I come out and it's dark, I, I, I give myself a 10% chance of finding this fucking knife. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, it is what it is. Because at that point, I was not walking all the way back to level four of the parking structure. I was like, there's no way. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I was very, very tired. Just, mm-hmm. just like just walking there, I felt like physically very, very heavy. Hit it. And they're like, okay, you can go in. That part, not not the best. I can't complain too much about that. And then going going in, I think that was obviously like like uh, personnel that was hired through a staffing company. Yes, like they definitely didn't work there regularly. No, did not have a really iota of interest in like being helpful. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know where anything like the seating was or anything like that. Yeah, and I, it was the funniest part was like I had to ask like five people where the seats were. Yeah, because we we were in section two, right, which was floor level. Uh huh. And so like it wasn't really clearly marked either. No. And the funniest part was like. Section two was like directly in front of where I walked in. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew where it was. Yeah, and I, like the funniest part was I finally, I finally got one of the. Maybe he did work there more because he was like a security guard looking guy, like in uniform. And this was like once I had gone on the floor. I'm like, dude, where's where's section two? And he's like, it's right here. You know, literally right next like to 10 us, ten feet away. And like he steps back, and he was standing probably six feet away from you. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's there was the seats. Sat down. I don't know. I don't know if it was different from your vantage point. Like I, I was having a lot of trouble just seeing anything that was going on. Yeah. So I gave you the end seat because I knew you'd have to get up and sit down, like for your back and neck stuff. Mm-hmm. So I gave you the end seat for that, but also figured it might even give you a better vantage point. But the way the seats were, like that section, was at a weird angle. Yeah. Where I knew that. Well, well, there's there's supposed to be a walkway. And I thought you'd be able to see down like the walkway, but that was not the case. Well, that's also part of it was, and this goes back to the the uh, st- event staff. Like there were, I think maybe three very half-hearted attempts over the course of the night to get people to actually sit in their seats. Yeah, but for really the whole event, there was just a bunch of like random people like milling standing about, yeah. standing in the aisle, like. Had it not been for that, I think I think my my uh, original comment about noping out of the event, you know, it wouldn't have been made. But there was one guy where like I still was trying to figure out like where the fuck he was supposed to be, and but he was he was standing next to me, and that motherfucker kept coughing. He's like right over my left shoulder, and he was just like coughing through the whole event. And I'm sitting, I'm like, dude, I hope this is allergies or just there was there, like kind of like weird. Uh, I don't know if it was like smoke from their. Uh, like fog machines or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they had they had like fog machines coming out of the posts in the actual ring, like around yeah. the ring. It was like, and yeah. So like I I felt like my throat getting a little bit dry. So I was like, dude, I hope I hope it's just from that. But that was that was the point where I would have been like, you know what? If if uh, if I was on my own, I'd just been like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm <laughs> I'm good. Like I'm either I'm either gonna get get in a fight with this guy trying to get him back to his seat, or I'd, like I think I'll just leave. I probably should have looked closer to like the actual fight start times, but Bare, Bare Knuckles website doesn't really have a lot of good information. No. The only thing the ticket said was doors open at 4.30. So I got there like at 4.40 or 4.45. Didn't realize that they weren't actually letting anybody in their seats till about 5.30-ish. Mm. So I kind of was just standing around for 45 minutes. I mean, I went and had a hot dog and a soda or a water, you know. 
Well, th- there was a lot of confusion though, like because I I earlier in the day had Googled uh, like BK what was it BKFC fifty one or something like yeah, that yeah forty one yeah forty one like start time so like it was like um, Bloody Elbow or one of those sites had the start time at seven o'clock uh-huh. but then the start kind of ended up being at six so like th- I think there was just confusion all around about yeah. when it actually started yeah and then uh, so yeah finally you know we're allowed to do our seats and and you're right the 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 if you had a picture of the floor map in advance you could find where the seating thing was but the one thing about having the the mobile ticket is it doesn't have like a floor map seating thing for you to like look at so you can find your seat Mm -hmm. so yeah we have to rely on you know the the people there the the ushers to kind of help us find seats and they were no help. The only way I found my seat was because there's a piece of tape. I kid you not, a piece of tape, maybe oh three inches by three inches, <clears throat> in front of our row that said section two, row thirteen. And that was like only reason I knew where our seats were. But it was like on the floor, taped to the floor. So this is very very bad. Your so your opinion of the venue <clears throat> different from mine. I thought the venue sucked. The the entrances and extra. I mean. The bathroom lines, the concession uh, lines, oh, everything Jesus. was yeah, dog shit. Yeah, the bathrooms shit. were rough. <laughs> like, I, Only one way in, one way out in, in all the restrooms. There's there's four men's and four female women's restrooms. I think there may have been some like general neutral ones. Yeah, there was a, fa- a family bathroom. Sure. But which there was just all dudes. But, but when there's a line to get into the bathroom, getting out is just as much of a fucking headache to, than getting in. And every single time, well, I went to the bathroom twice during the whole thing. The lines are like 30 minutes. Like, it sucked. It it was just... I, I was not impressed by the venue. I would have thought that there'd be more concession stands maybe like on the third floor so that way those people up there can have their own restrooms. Yeah, and I, think, I think I just probably had lower expectations. Probably. It was more I was just like, oh, this is like a big, pretty big venue. Like, the... You know, I did not care for the production that they put into it, but I, 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 I appreciated like, oh, look, they have like the smoke machine and the strobe lights and like yeah. they're really trying to do it up. Yeah. I was like, Hey, could you please not like choke us with your smoke machine? Yeah. And the strobe lights, it, it was like <laughs> cool for a second, but every, I don't know. Every, it felt like every like two minutes, one of those fuckers would flash right in your face, right in your face. I was like, dude, guys, yeah. can you please tone this down? Like you're <laughs> blinded. You're blinded for a couple seconds, every couple minutes. If you're, if you're staring at the, those are my biggest and only qualms. Outside of that, um, I actually enjoyed. Dude, dude you are right about the bathrooms. Every time I went out, I w- I would just walk around to see if there's any bathrooms open, and there's always a line at yeah. least like eight people deep. Again, there's only four restrooms, four men's restrooms for the entire. I think I overheard someone saying there was eight thousand people there. I know you said it's six thousand capacity or whatever, but I overheard someone some. Uh, you know, there's people walking around in suits and ties that look like they could be part of the promotion, like maybe an employee. Mm-hmm. Like one of those guys was ushering some people. Like, oh, can you believe it? Eight thousand people are going to be here tonight. I, I don't, I don't know if it's eight, whatever. Well, but so, so, let, let me get to the last, last thing sure. you're pitching, and then and then let's maybe try to talk <laughs> about some of the good stuff. I sure. guess. But I had the because I, I, I really, I mean, I really wasn't like feeling well down towards the stretch. And I kind of thought, like, man, I think I should just dip out. I I didn't have the highest expectations for that the, the main event. I was like, I don't. This, this, I think best case scenario, this might be kind of depressing. Like Luke Rockhold just getting fucked up. 
So I, I was thinking about leaving after the co-main event. Mm-hmm. I mean, which was probably the best fight of the night, right? I would say. All right, there was about three or there's about three fights, three or four fights that I thought I enjoyed, but I but I didn't. I I was like, you know what? I fucking made it this far. Let's just let's just see what happens. I think my exact words were like, I feel like I should leave, but this has a potential of being such a train wreck that you know I'm I'm gonna stick it out. So unfortunately, though, by the time um, by the time I found my pocket knife, that took a minute. The funniest part was like uh, when I, like I went you know after the the main event I went outside everyone's filing out went to the rocks and I'm like looking through the rocks I found two other pocket knives really yeah nice did one, you keep them no I'm on like one was like one like a really big one oh shit you should have kept them I was like I'm not trying to steal somebody's pocket knife I just wanted mine okay and then I was like well fuck there's already a stream of people flowing into the lot I was like ah, I'll just wait see if Mondo comes out because we talked about maybe getting something to eat. All, all that huge mistake because by the time I actually went to my car on, on moon level of the parking structure, th- there was just no getting out. Yeah. So it, and it wasn't even like it was moving slowly. It, it just wasn't moving. Like the same truck was just sitting behind me. Yeah. So I, I didn't get out of the parking structure until 11 at night. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess on the upside, it didn't really matter because it wasn't like, oh, fuck, like I can't go to sleep because uh, I'm stuck in the parking structure because I was I was up until five in the morning, jacked up on on bucked up energy drink. <laughs> Official sponsor of the Jenner's Clubhouse, bucked up. My experience, for the most part, outside of those couple little things, um, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. <clears throat> the food, the food in the venue wasn't the greatest, but it was okay. It's what you expect for a fucking concession stands. But I had one experience where I went and used the restroom, and then from the restroom, I went to go get another beer, <clears throat> waiting in line for like 30 minutes. And like right when I was about to go, like be next to order a beer or order, yeah, order a beer and maybe a snack or something, a guy nudges me. He's like, hey, man, can I cut in line and I'll buy you your beer? I was like, Yes, you can. So I got a free beer out of it, <laughs> and I walked away. So that thirty-minute in line was was worth the thirteen dollars I saved for that beer. I guess I was there. Aaron missed, I think, three or four of the prelim type fights. Uh, I saw all of them. Um, some of the prelim fights were kind of good. The very first one was literally just it was a brawl it was just guys just kind of like like no like no combinations just kind of let's just throw elbows and arms and hands and it was no defense no offense it was just wild chaos uh it ended pretty quickly um one of the other fights in the prelims like lasted seven seconds the uh usually like you try to set up the hometown guy with someone he can win or someone he could beat and this guy fought um the the hometown guy hometown guy was a guy from Thornton Thornton is probably halfway between Lakewood and Broomfield it's just kind of you know it's not a bad neighborhood it's okay it's whatever and um this Hispanic guy, forget his last name, who looked like he could be a bruiser. He looked like he knew what he's doing. He just tatted up. His hairs were in cornrows, and he gets pieced up and tuned up in seven seconds. I was like, "Oh yeah, you were outmatched, bud. Like you were just, you weren't ready for a fight at all." A couple other good fights there. Um, some of the women fights were interesting. The uh, Ferreira um, Beck Rawlings uh, was it the third, third uh, co-main or whatever of the fight. That one was interesting to watch. That Ferrer chick's pretty good. The Ben Rothwell fight was interesting as well. 
Um, Dude, that was the best. From, from where I stood, the best part of the entire night was just Ben Rothwell's like post-fight interview. Yeah, yeah. Ben, ben Rothwell just like going full WWE. I mean, and and he, you could tell, like he's he's worked on it for a while. Yeah, he he kind of got his. The one thing I was really disappointed is we didn't get the Ben Rothwell evil villain laugh. He oh, did that in one UFC event where I was. It was so. People called it cringy, yeah. and they were correct, but yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah, where he just does it like the <laughs> yeah, yeah. like over the top, like uh-huh. exaggerated villain laugh. I, I loved it, and I was I was like Ben, can we please get the evil villain laugh? But yeah, he was just, he was just full WWE promo style. I'm like, all right, like you um, you, you you do you, Ben Rothwell. Before we, I guess, kind of gloss over, talk about the co-main and main events, there was a ton of either MMA or UFC fighters there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see Justin Gaethje, but apparently he was there. Uh, Conor McGregor was there. Yeah, Justin Gaethje's just scooping out, <clears throat> scoping at his future. Probably, yeah. Um, Donald Cerrone was there. Uh, John Dotson. Who else did we see? Diego Sanchez. Uh, the, the, I probably easily a dozen people that I recognize as either UFC fighters or former UFCs. We saw Ben Tynan, we saw uh, Curtis Blades. Uh, so it was it really was for it being kind of Broomfield, Buck Fuck Nowhere, um, Colorado. There was a lot of uh, a lot of people in attendance. It was cool to see all these people. You said you saw pregnant Tisha Torres. I saw her back. I didn't really see her face, but I assume with the belly and the entourage that that was like full, full exposed midriff. Like. Yeah. Just fucking rocking the the pregnant belly. Yep. So get a Tisha Torres. Um, and it was like it was like white, right? It was like a, or like a really light. I don't remember. I thought it was a different color. I, I don't remember. It, it it was whatever. It was like either like a super super light blue or something. But like it, I, I think it was just white. She was just like like white white top exposed midriff. It's like fucking get a Tisha Torres. Yeah. I I don't remember, but yeah, there was a lot of people there. The the funniest part is of all the people there, I was disappointed I couldn't find John Dodson. Yeah, you were looking for John Dodson. Apparently, you know him. I mean, not well. Like he's someone who I've just had interactions with on social media, uh-huh. but um, he always seemed like a really cool guy. Like, I mean, just on those limited interactions, uh, I always wanted to to say what's up if I got this chance to see him. I mean, I you know I think I. I Told you at the event when I was down in Albuquerque, uh, like in in uh, at Jackson Wink, I saw him doing like a private, which just means like a one on one private session with the coach. Where so he was in the octagon by himself. It just looked like they were working on striking. And I just told him afterwards, like, oh, that was cool, man. I was in in the neighborhood. Like, I actually saw you doing a private. He's like, dude, you should come and said hi. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, I'm not trying to like bust yeah. it on your practice session. He's like, no, like next time. Like, I was like, okay, man, cool. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, I think I think they really appreciated some of my posts because there were a few fights that that Dodson had that were were very close and I remember thinking like he definitely won them and I did these breakdowns like actually you know scoring everything in the round in question and post them and I don't know for whatever reason they really appreciated that because like I remember getting a direct message from from I, I think it was John Dotson, or maybe it was his, his wife, just saying like, "Thank you so much for everything you, you've done for our family." And I was like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" Yeah, like, I, I just made a stupid video, but all right. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I just always wanted to to, to see him because you were like, you were like, "Dude, Conor McGregor's here." I'm like, I don't care. Where Where is John Dotson? That's yeah. the important question. 
Yeah, had I not been, there was there was definitely moments where I kind of part of me wanted a fanboy and asked for photos with some of these people, but part of it was like, you know what, I'm just here to enjoy the event, and they're probably just here to enjoy the event. I don't want to bother them, and but I mean, it would have been. We had floor, you know, floor access tickets. It would have been really easy to kind of just walk. I'm annoying, probably, but it could have been really easy for us to go up to the where they're sitting, be like, "Hey, can I get a quick selfie or whatever?" But I didn't do it. But um, but yeah. So the co-main event, Eddie the Underground King Alvarez against Chad Money Mendez, both former uh, UFC lightweight um, fighters. Both uh, lost to Conor McGregor, interestingly enough. Yeah, I don't know if that they're, had... they're Conor's sons. Fighting each other, this time in bare knuckle uh, fighting. I think Chad Mendes was the champion, if, question mark, uh, that weight class. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whatever you want. I, I watched the fight. I was entertained by it. There was They both dropped each other. Um, I think... Chad got dropped a couple times. Eddie got dropped a couple times. Yeah, Eddie early, Chad late, which is kind of how you'd expect that to go. Yeah, I, I thought it was an entertaining fight. I, I don't, I, I don't watch bare knuckle like uh, frequently. Uh, every now and again, I'll catch a highlight or something on like YouTube or whatever. But but being live was a, definitely a, a more f- fulfilling, fun experience. Even the like I said, even the fights where I didn't know the fighters put on a pretty good performance. Uh, bare knuckle is like. I mean, it's it's crazy. These guys are fucking like banging each other up, the, the, and the use of no gloves. Like you, you're you're being the puncher, and you're possibly breaking your knuckles or hands doing that. But you're being punched. You're possibly breaking your teeth, or you're you know even if you win a fight, you're you're gonna walk away like pretty fucked up. Well, and but the other part too is they're not like boxers exactly. No. I mean, they're people who have boxed, but the 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 level of skill compared to a similar size boxing event is significantly lower in BKFC, but they also don't don't have gloves on. Yeah. So it's like, uh, toughness, toughness is a weapon in BKFC. Like, like literally being able to take shots. I guess. (laughs) Cause if you just got a glass jaw, forget it. You're not going to last, but, but being able to take these powerful, shots with bone on bone action it's uh, a little bit different than when you got gloves on um so yeah chad mendez eddie alvarez bkfc they're all they're all two minute rounds and if they're a championship fight or like a main or whatever they're five rounds so the rounds go by a little quicker than the mma fight mma fights have been what five minutes Mm-hmm. These ones go by faster, but I mean, at the speed they're throwing these shots and the amount of damage in those two minutes, it's no wonder why they're only two minutes and not longer. I guess it's also to incite um, more action in those two minutes. But uh, I mean, they put up a good show. I thought Alvarez. Uh, I thought I thought Chad Mendes won. I thought he edged it out, but um, turned out that Eddie got the the nod. He got the decision. Uh, I believe. Yeah, Chad retired. And I think uh, uh, again, yeah, again, <laughs> Chad Mendes retired from, uh, I guess, combat sports, and uh, I I don't remember what exactly what Eddie Alvarez post fight speech was, whether or not he's retiring or not, or going to keep fighting or whatever. But would you go on a fins and feathers expedition? What the hell is that? That's oh, you don't know about fins and feathers? No, Mondo. Uh, that is Chad Mendes's like oh, guide wait. service company. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I've heard about that where he takes you fishing or hunting or something. You get to go with yeah. You you could kill a a, a moose yeah with a tiny tiny muscly man yeah, 
Because it's it's hilarious. As jacked, as jacked as as Chad Mendes was, like he they said he still only like weighed 166 pounds. Yeah. So like to be that jacked on 166, like yeah, this is a tiny little guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I said this to you during the fights. I was like, dude, they, they I don't think you saw the test these guys because they just looked juiced, juiced beyond juiced. I, I mean, to be fair, that Chad Mendes has always looked like that. Like, I think he just does have that sort of body type. And then if he can lift and he doesn't have to worry about cutting weight, I, I think he would look like that regardless of uh, extracurricular supplements. Sure. But I'm also not saying he, he, he wasn't, but I, he, he, is, he is one of the, the, the people that just has that sort of body. They uh they gave the nod to uh, Eddie Alvarez in a split decision. He becomes the BKFC champion, I guess, unless he doesn't return to fighting. Uh, we'll see. They're they were both kind of they're both not in their prime. They're they're both you know the Chad retired and and Eddie Alvarez went from uh, UFC to I think he did Bellator for a while or One FC or he did some other promotion. Was, are you are you talking about after, after UFC? UFC yeah. yeah, he was he was at one. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I mean Eddie Alvarez has been everywhere. He's he was at Bellator yep. prior to the UFC, but no, afterwards he went to one and then one to BKFC. Yeah, uh, that was the co-main. The main, 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 main was uh, Luke Rockhold. My Luke Perry. Rockhold. My Perry. On paper, I knew Perry would win. I didn't think it would happen the way it happened. Rockhold has reach on him, and 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 he's taller than him. But Rockhold's been in his MMA background was more of a kicker slash grappler, if yeah. anything. Not so much known for his hands. Nope. Uh, it, also, a knock on Rockhold is his chin may or may not be suspect. And um, the 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 only only thing that gave me any fight or any hope for that fight being like mildly interesting was Luke's last fight in the UFC. It was just this, yeah, like... Yeah, tough, tough, gritty, yeah. Just, I mean, kind of like... It, it was a very BKFC-esque fight with Paulo Costa, only it was in the UFC, where they're just sort of, like, standing there and trading blows. And, yeah. I, you know, it makes me think, like, yeah, maybe uh, Paulo Costa doesn't really have, like, one-shot KO power, because power, Luke was taking some of the, you know, the punches he threw, but... Uh, again, not skill-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not the highest. It really kind of reminded me of some of those like early like 2005, 2006 UFC fights where it's just just two guys like all gas, like zero defense, just you know throwing and and gassing out very quickly. Yeah. But uh, Mike Perry does have a little bit more one shot knockout power. Yeah, and Mike Perry, just the fact that he's, you know, there's that famous fight he had. I forget who he fought against, but where his nose was like clear across his face. He did. The dude is just uh, like tough, like for sure tough, like tough, the toughest part of Mike Perry's again skill set. He's not the most technically accurate, precise. He's not the the fastest hands or anything like that. He's just tough and has that happens to have. Decent enough boxing where, like, I knew he was going to win. The the fight was stopped, I think, after the second round or during the second round. It was kind of weird, like, how it happened. I don't know what was going on. I kind of thought Luke was just mentally, like, mentally not there from the get-go because all the pre-fight stuff, he was being a little too jovial, a little too happy with um, Mike Perry and I, I just thought, like, this is just a money grab for Luke. Like, it's just for him. He's just there for money. And at any given point where he can he can tap out or he can, you know, wave the white flag, he was going to do it. Apparently, he got, like, a pretty 
you know, pretty nasty split lip and some of his uh, teeth were cracked is what, what, what happened. And so that's how they waved the, the, they called the fight. Like Luke may have said something to the referee or the referee saw enough that Luke was just too fucked up. It was like fights over. And, uh, I, I, I think I think that was like a verbal like throwing in the towel. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just like, ah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't feel my mouth. My teeth are falling out of my mouth. Uh, I'm done. Good call by Luke. Honest to be honestly, like he's got to protect that pretty face for his modeling career. I mean, you also know? though, it wasn't going to get any better for him. No, like like I don't think that was one where he was like, yeah, I'm going to turn the tie. Luke, Luke is not cut from the same cloth as Eddie Alvarez. No, uh, Luke. Certainly has like a lot more uh, natural ability and, and physical talent and this that and the other and you know guys like Eddie Alvarez have to have to Make get up. by on just being fucking tough and I yeah Luke wasn't going to turn that around so Luke good call Luke Luke did not use his reach well at all like Perry was just able to get inside him like really like close the distance and just uh, you know well, well, well exactly though because this is the thing Luke Rockhold has never had to develop that skill set. Yeah. Right. Because in MMA, if if Mike Perry closed the distance and got into that range, grapple him. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Luke's like, oh great, you just you're now we're in grappling range. I can uh, lock up with you. I can clinch. I can throw knees. I can you know. I could see there were times where like he had him almost in that like uh, yeah. plum clinch, and he just wanted to blast yeah. him in the face. He's like, oh, I can't, yeah. <laughs> can't hit him in the. Uh, you know what? I think I think honestly, if. If Luke really wanted out of the fight, he like that's how he should have done it. Yeah. He should have gotten him a punk clinch and just drilled a knee. <laughs> drilled a knee to his body and like, oops, I got DQ'd. Oh well. If that had been an MMA fight as over the hill as Luke Rockhold is, it would have not even been close. Yeah. Um, but again, for from from my from where I'm standing, for the most part, I had a, a an enjoyable experience. Would I go to BKFC again? Uh, if there's names that draw me into it, yeah, maybe. It, it, will I, will I go if it's at that venue? Again, maybe. I wasn't really a big fan of that venue, but um, I would go to BKFC again if BKFC asked me personally. Uh, they gave me like a box, uh-huh. and I also would want a uh, like VIP parking spot. Actually, the boxes weren't that expensive. The boxes were like a hundred bucks a ticket or something like that. No, no, I want my own box. Oh, okay. I don't want other people in there. All right. Um, <laughs> but that was it. That B- was hey, it. BKFC, if you're listening, those are my terms. Take it or leave it. Aaron will do some graphic work for you if you get him a box seat. Uh, probably. Oh, um, the, the, the one thing at the very end I wish I had done, I just didn't have enough energy, is when we were uh, like walking back to the parking structure, uh, we saw there was like a little little group of uh, of fighters, and there was Curtis Blades, uh-huh. fairly well known UFC fighter. Yep. And then there was also Ben Ben Tynan of I was gonna say of LFA fame, but I'm like, there's really no fame, <laughs> <laughs> not none attached. I mean, you 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 told me about you overheard some guy like talking to him in the bathroom. So I was in the uh, one one of the one of my trips to the restrooms. Ben Tynan was like maybe two or three people behind me. And some like random drunk fucking you know n- not not very uh, knowledgeable MMA guy was like, hey, you look like a fighter. Do you fight? And then Ben was like, yeah, I fight MMA. He's like, oh yeah, what do you fight for? He's like LFA. He's like, what's LFA? Well, it's like a regional promotion, kind of a feeder league for the UFC. Or, but it was just like a funny back and forth that this fucking drunk dumb shit didn't know who. Ben. Not that. Granted, had I not watched LFA live a couple times, and I wouldn't know who Ben Tynan was either. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
you don't ask a guy that clearly looks kind of like a a fighter like hey do you fight like it's just drunken fucking mma fans so so you you told me that and then we saw we we saw them standing on the corner yeah and I, if i wasn't so tired i just 100 percent would have done i would have gone up to them and like kind of facing curtis blades at first and been like bro oh my god and then like turn like this is ben tynan <laughs> holy shit like it's <laughs> ben tynan just and then uh, memeing ben, ben tynan would have been funny i think that he would have gotten a kick out of it because that, that dude seems like he's got a sense of humor just about life in general sure and then i would have been like dude i'm just fucking around like i work for lfa and and i i just, I just didn't have the, the the energy to try to like seek out those sort of interactions um mondo all that said if if uh, we walk away from this event um, and don't don't get sick from that fucking dickhead coughing, uh-huh. then I, I count it as success. But like, yeah, unless unless my conditions are met, BKFC, yeah, I'm not going again. Balls in your court. Did you want to add anything else to the episode before we wrap it up, sir? No. Thank you guys for listening and watching and all that shit. We will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, Aaron will have a little more energy in. <laughs> Uh, I've also been watching the Sacramento Kings Golden State Warriors game. Yeah, this entire, I've I've watched every game in this this series, so I'm like I've got to see the last one. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys in a week. Have a good week. Bye bye. Fucking Ben Tynan, let's go. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.